Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. I'm Emma May. And we're here to answer that ancient question, is Lost a good TV show? Emma, based on this week's episode, would you say that Lost is a good TV show? I would. I would agree with that. Yep. Yeah. So far, it's doing good, but we've got at least 200 more episodes to go, so... Four for four. I like those yeah, so thoughts. Far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Before we get started, jumping into the episode, um, we've got so many letters, emails, tweets, Snapchats. I got one candy gram. It's been a little overwhelming. It's been really overwhelming. Yeah. I don't even have, I don't have space in my apartment anymore because of all the letters. Mm-hmm. Um, basically all of them saying that we really neglected to talk about daddy issues last episode um and that's on us so emma we're gonna start this episode off with another question um has your dad ever told all the people coming to your birthday party to not bring toys and to only bring cereal because you were gonna have a cereal themed birthday party even though as a child you wanted toys has that ever happened to you you know it hasn't happened to me um Nolan, has that ever, that seemed really specific. Has that ever happened to you? No, my dad never did that. My mom did do that, though, so. (laughs) It is funny. I do wonder about that sometimes. (laughs) Like, what was the deal with that? Has she ever mentioned it again? I bring it up and she, I think she just laughs about it. But I don't know, I don't know if it was a thing of, like, we're poor so we need cereal or if it was like a, you have too many toys, it's a waste to get you new stuff. Which are both valid things, mm-hmm. but as a kid, it's hard to hard to understand that. <laughs> I will say that the best gift I got at that birthday party was a very nice man named Bob Kyler brought me a Batman kite. Because he either didn't get the memo or uh, didn't care. Mm. And I gotta say, that, that made cool. that Batman kite better. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles? Uh, Fruity Pebbles, I mean, it's good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say no now. If somebody gives me a box of Fruity actually, I would say no. I think if I ate one bite of it, uh, I would die. Um, yeah, it's all sugar. I can't imagine eating that sugar cereal anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so next week we'll be talking, of course, about more of our daddy issues that we have, uh, or don't have in this instance. We'll see. This episode, Walkabout, episode four. It's a John Locke episode. It's directed, again, by Jack Bender, same as last week. It premiered on October 13th, 2004. Yeah, overall thoughts, I would say this is a great episode. This is probably the episode that I would say really hooked me into the show. Yeah, definitely. I I thought that getting that taste of his backstory was so good. Um, And yeah, it really was that hook, I think, for the series. Yeah, I, I I think it functions, it's just, it, it, it's the perfect Lost episode. And I think there's maybe episodes that I like more, maybe. But, like, this episode, I think, could really have been shown first. Like, it, it, it could function fairly well as a pilot. You, you'd have to do a little bit of stuff in the beginning, I guess. But, like, I, I think anyone could just start watching the show at this episode and be, and get it and be hooked on the show. I think so. I one thing I 
would piggyback on that is that I think this mm-hmm. is the first episode where they really do a good job of like calling back to previous episodes, um, mm-hmm. which we'll get to more. But I think that was the really charming thing for me is that I felt like it was more of that string kind of carrying things together. But I, it is such a great story. And from start to finish, it's, it's a um, really good one. So starting it off here, we open on John Locke's eye opening. We get a little repeat of the pilot scenes. He wakes up looks kind of wiggles his toe and he realizes that his shoe is off i guess i do i want to talk about it because i think the this episode is one of those things it has a twist i'm sure did i'm sure you remembered it this uh when you're watching it this time yeah i did not oh wow i yeah there's so much of people's backstories that i do not remember yeah so um i it was very masterfully done because on that first shot, I was like, is he? But it it kept me guessing throughout the episode. You know, it wasn't like um, an obvious ending or, or a super obvious twist or anything like that. But it, it was like just, an, it was giving me just enough. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the thing is I don't think it is super obvious, but when you rewatch it, it's great knowing what the twist is, which I guess we should just say he was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll get to it. But uh, so he grabs his shoe, and this is the first little clue that you have, I guess, besides the toe wiggle, is that there is no marking on the bottom of a shoe. It's like pristine. Mm-hmm. None of, there's no damage to any of the treads, which, admittedly, when you're watching a television show, you don't ever see the bottoms of people's shoes. So hard to know how many of them just look like that because they're, you know from props Mm -hmm. but then we go back to the present uh vincent is barking at the jungle he's waking people up uh so the first it shows us two shots it shows boone and shannon boone and shannon waking up and uh jen and son waking up did it look like boone and shannon were spooning to you it did yes (laughs) i forgot for a second that they were brother and sister like for a split second there because they were pretty close yeah yeah, well, good for them, I guess. <laughs> but there's uh, some rattling and growling in the fuselage. Uh, and everyone just kind of slowly starts, like, gathering around to see what it is. <laughs> Jack says, oh, it's Sawyer. And Sawyer says, right behind you, jackass. I will say, at the time that Jack says that, we have heard, like, straight up, like, growls yeah. coming out of there. So I don't know why he thinks that's Sawyer. He's just so quick to throw him under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with I. I stand with Sawyer on this one. Yeah. Jack, is, Jack is being petty. Same here. Um, so they all go to check it out. It is very funny that Jack has like this little tiny pen light, and then uh, Sawyer's using this big like uh, chonker flashlight that I guess somebody packed in their stuff. I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He pulls up the flashlight into the, the fuselage, and you get some glowing eyes. Jack yells to run. Everyone takes off. Which, and some... pause for a second. Oh, yes. Do you think that mm-hmm. it was the same puppeteer that gave us the bear? Um, I think these were CGI uh, <laughs> for or for this scene. Really? Okay. Yeah, I okay. think it's CG- it looks a little bit better because it's at the nighttime, so it's not yeah. like as immediately obvious. Yeah, they look pretty funny. I mean, we're gonna get some great special effects in this show. 
you kind of get spoiled in the pilot with the plane uh, looking so great that you forget that, oh yeah, this is 2004. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, they all start running. There's a part where Charlie, like, falls down, and then Jack, like, comes to help him up, but by the time Jack gets there, Charlie's, like, basically already just on his feet. It seems very weird that Jack needed to do that. Uh, But he's a hero. So, yeah, we got some boars. So... They decide the next day it's uh, Hurley, Jack, Kate, and Saeed talking about we got to get rid of the bodies. Uh, Jack wants to burn them, and Saeed is against it because we don't know what their wishes would be about that. I gotta say I don't think I don't think I would care too much about what other people oh, what the wishes are. Yeah, I I understand why they're having the conversation. It does feel really dark and. I don't know. Yeah, it's a bad conversation. Bad conversation. You don't want to be having that. But yeah, I wonder too if it's just kind of a matter of maybe Saeed is kind of thinking like, well, if I die, what are these assholes going to do? Like, are they, Yeah. you know, maybe he has like, and I think Kate's on board with him too. I think, I don't know, it's just a really dark conversation. Yeah. I, I mean... Because I, I think in Islam, you you're not supposed to burn the body. If I if I'm I might be maybe that's not good to say. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I believe that's correct. So I think that could be where Saeed's coming from as well. Well, I think in I think Catholics too. You're oh, really? Supposed to be buried whole? Yeah. Oh. Like I think. Let's let's maybe look this up. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to just describe. Yeah, I. All right. Well, I have a feeling I, though that there's like, you know, issues with cremation in some sure. religions. So I think that's pretty safe to say. How how do you want to be taken care of after you're dead? I would love Viking funeral. I think that oh, would be, be great. Sweet. Yeah, that'd be great. Just, just set me out to see. Yeah. Um. I think just, I don't want, like, a casket and all that stuff. It seems like kind of a waste. Yeah. Yeah. Jack wants to burn these bodies. He he says, you know, they're gone, we're not, which is a fair point. Uh, and then he just kind of just makes the decision. He says, okay, well, I understand your concerns. We're going to do it after sundown, so let's do it then. See ya. Charlie wants to know why he wants to wait, and Kate says, well, he wants it to be a single uh, signal fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's being pragmatic. Uh, cut to the next morning. People are starting to gather wood for it. Saeed is working on something to try and triangulate the transmission source. Not going to think too hard about how that device works. Kate asks if she can help. And Saeed says, it appears you're as anxious to get off this island as I am. Um, I think if I'm Kate, I don't feel like getting off the island. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can lay mm-hmm. alone for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would wait like a couple weeks, then then maybe try and get off. Walt and Michael are gathering wood, then Walt starts to go off to talk to Locke. Uh, Michael does what is technically the correct thing in that he stops Locke, or Walt from doing that because um, you, Locke shouldn't just be talking to random kids. Especially with how he has been, <laughs> like, yeah, like, do you want to know a secret? Like, that's weird. Right. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't hang out with him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So far, he's just the uh, the creepy dude with the scar on his eye. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But Michael screws it up by saying, I'm sure Mr. Locke doesn't want a kid hanging around him all day anyways. Um, the Literally the exact wrong thing to say. You really couldn't screw it up worse than that. He's really good at doing that. Yeah. Yeah, no, he did that last time too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt says, at least he talks to me. Uh, fair. Hurley and Sawyer are fighting. Hurley's doing better than Saeed. I think we should talk about this for a second. Saeed, and Saeed looked like he was losing to Sawyer. Hurley's, Hurley's doing all right. He was holding his own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Knockdown, cage match. I'm not counting Hurley out. Mm-hmm. Sawyer is hoarding the last of the peanuts. He says it's from his own stash. Uh, but the real issue is that there's no more food. They ate all the in-flight meals, I guess. Or everything that's that they had in the in the wreckage. I gotta say, if Sawyer went through the dead body fuselage to get those peanuts, I think they're his. I I agree. That was kind of yeah. my first thought too. And I would love to hear any flight attendants, pilots listening. Um, yeah. Is there enough food to feed? What is it like twenty people for four days? Because I would have thought that this probably would have happened you know potentially a lot sooner yeah 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 that night but would love insight there i think that chesley sully sullenberger listens to the show Mm -hmm. if i remember right um i believe we got a letter from him so uh, please let us know yeah yeah well i've been received we're pen pals so obviously (laughs) i've gotten other letters from him but i think he has listened um (laughs) Uh, Sully, please chime in. Would there be enough food on a plane? Uh, it would be bad no matter what, though. Mm-hmm. I would definitely have started foraging at some point. There's got to be like some, you know, bananas or something on yeah. this island. And why aren't they all fishing? What, like, why are they all oh, yeah. looking for wood? Yeah. Why aren't yeah. more people well, fishing than, you know? Commander Jack gave the order, so everyone's everyone's yeah, on wood, wood duty today. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> When when Hurley says there's no more food, Emma, I am sorry to spring this on you right now. I have a confession to make. I haven't talked about it. Well, maybe even I should have before we started the podcast together. I actually worked on the TV show Lost oh for my. a little bit. Okay. Yeah. This so, is new. Yeah. So when, when Hurley says there's no, there's no more food, you know all those voices that are like, what? What are we going to eat? Huh? I'm actually, if you listen really close, you kind of have to turn the volume up, but you can hear me saying, oh, but my tummy's so hungry. (laughs) I'm that voice. So, you know, we'll see over the course of the podcast. It's possible that I had other jobs on the show, and maybe we'll bring those up. Mm -hmm. Um, But just take a listen to that. I do think those voices are extremely funny. (laughs) They're really hammering at home. (laughs) Yep. Um, I think you've mentioned her before, too, but Mm -hmm. the, the... Midriff shirt girl, the extra. Yes. Yeah, she was really prominent in this one <laughs> yeah. for yeah. some reason. Has she been in other like previous episodes? Because I didn't notice her until yes. now. Okay. I think there's like five or six extras that are really consistent throughout this first season, at least. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of them where you're just like, mm, I don't know, there's a... I don't, it's very possible that that's that person's first day. Mm-hmm. Hard to tell. Well, she seemed, um, I, I noticed that she seemed really upset about the food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's hungry. I remember her saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Saeed tries to calm everyone down, saying we can 
find sustenance. Sawyer sits on a two plane seats that are just sitting there. He sits down and says, how are we going to find food? Bam! Knife hits the chair. Everybody looks at it. This is so corny. I love it. It's like a cartoon. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is so good. Locke says, we hunt. Kate asks how he got the knife. He That's says he the, checked her it. first question. Yeah. After he yeah, throws that is the knife. Where yeah. did you get that? How did you get that knife on the plane? Yeah. That's so funny. I guess, I guess that is a... When you think about what the TSA was like in 2004... Maybe it's probably everyone remembers going through security as much as the crash at this point. Um, so I think this is relevant to the pod, especially this episode. I accidentally did bring a knife on a plane once. Oh, wow. And yeah, like didn't realize it until I was on the plane. Wow. So <laughs> what kind I just, of knife? Um, it was one of the, it was like gold, like chrome. And I used to carry it with me just like. Because I would walk home at night um, uh-huh. after work. And it was like a, I guess it's not really like a switchblade. But like you do, if you like flick your wrist, it like all of a sudden you have this like four inch blade. So okay. it was like a pretty serious knife. Like wow. it should not have been on the plane. <laughs> it yeah. definitely should not have been on the plane. Did you, you just had it in your bag? I had it in my purse. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I didn't that, realize that it, it until I was on the plane. It was like, That's well, how insane. am I going to fly home now? I've got to mail yeah. this to myself. But. <laughs> you just put it in someone else's bag and tell security you think they're kind of suspicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> so not super far fetched, I guess, is what I'm yeah. getting at. You know, I've never done that. I don't. I've never carried a knife around with me, so I, there's no danger of that ever happening. Mm-hmm. To me. Um, unless I accidentally, like, get one stuck to the back of my Game Boy Advance or something. <laughs> Jack says, you either have very good aim or very bad aim. Easy joke, Jack, but fine. That was, like, I mean, that was funny. It's so I'll funny. give him that. I love, I love this scene. Mm-hmm. So Jack asks, okay, well, what are we hunting? And John gives this wonderful little speech. The most he's talked by far. Wild boar on the island, razorbacks by the look of them. The last, the ones that came in last night were piglets, but that means there's a mother nearby. A 250-pound rat with scimitar-like tusks and a surly disposition who'd love nothing more to it than to eviscerate anything that comes near. Now, Emma, a 250-pound rat with scimitar-like tusks and a surly disposition who'd love nothing more than to eviscerate anything that comes near. That sounds... That sounds... That sounds like my ex-wife, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I was going to say, it sounds like my cat. Oh, but yeah, sure. Yeah, the ex-wife yeah. is better. <laughs> um, yeah, your cat is only like 200 yeah, pounds. She's so only, she's yeah, she's only, she's much smaller, like 150. Yeah, I assume you were talking about Edie, by the way. <laughs> I was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Locke makes it sound like a, makes himself sound like a boar expert. I, seems crazy. I don't know how I, I he. I guess it doesn't say where he's from, but I don't know where there's wild boar in the U.S. And I don't think there's any in Australia. I where where are wild boar? Yeah, from. I don't know. I don't like. I don't know anything about wild boar. Yeah, well, that means you're the exact opposite of John Locke. Mm-hmm. Um, he also. Uh, Sawyer is like super incredulous and says, oh, you're going to go after all these boar with just one little knife? That's the best idea I ever heard. 
Well, it turns out John brought a case full of knives. Doesn't seem like it's that much different, though. Like, you still get to kill a boar with just that knife. Yeah, like, again, they're, like, all the same size. Like, they're all kind of, like, little knives. Like, they're hunting knives, for sure, but, like, a 150-pound animal? Yeah. You're going to kill a 150-pound animal with your bare hands and that knife? Yeah. I don't know. I'm skeptical. Sawyer is really growing on me this episode. He's making a lot of sense. <laughs> Which is funny. This is probably... I mean, we don't have much... We don't have much Sawyer in this episode. That's kind of his... The end of him at this point, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, no, there's a little... Well, later. So we get a... We get our first flashback off the island. Uh, someone's calling Lock Colonel. Uh, asking if missions go for 1,300 hours. He says it is. Uh... But it's a fake-out. It's two dorks planning their lunch break. Mm-hmm. Even though, I, I think he gives that vibe. And especially with the knives, like, I think it's definitely feasible to have thought that's... I, that, I, that's the vibe that I got from him, at least. Yeah, it was a good, good fake-out. I was yeah. not expecting him to be a, an accountant or whatever. A pencil yep. pusher. His boss, Randy, oh. comes in to yell at him. We have our very first villain of the show. You might think that... The monster that ate the pilot is a villain, but no, it's Mm-mm, Randy. It's Randy from, from Locke's company. I've got some things to say about Randy. Please, let's hear them. I would love to hear what you have to say about Randy. I just, how can you be that snarky and mean? <laughs> Why are you such a meanie, Randy? I just, yeah. oh my god, no redeeming characteristics or qualities whatsoever. He is, I gotta say. I thought that Shannon was a bit of a one-dimensional character, <laughs> and I'm being proved wrong. Shannon's um, it, got some nuance. <laughs> yep, some nuance yeah. compared to Randy. <laughs> the <laughs> I I believe I said last episode, maybe two episodes ago, that not many people can pull off a goatee, but Saeed manages to. Randy does not. Mm-mm. Randy, Can't shave that thing. Come on, dude. Mm-hmm. Grow up. Uh, he yells at Locke about the TPS reports. Did you get that reference? No. It's a... I, I've i seen it so many times on, like, whatever lost Facebook groups or uh, Reddit threads or something I'm in. It's a reference to Office Space. Uh, mm. I guess that's the report everyone's talking about in, uh, in that movie. I never cared for that film, uh, but I've also never worked in an office, so maybe that's why. Jennifer Aniston was good in it. Yeah, she's great. Mm -hmm. So Randy yells at him about his reports, tells him no personal calls during office hours, Colonel, which means that when Locke said that the line was secured to his friend, he was lying. Mm -hmm. Not correct. Um, And then Locke gets back to work and we hear a little ticker tape receipt sound, um, which will come into play later. Kate is going to go hunt. Jack asks why she always wants to... She's always the one that volunteers to go into the heart of darkness. Kate tries to flirt. Says, oh, Jack, if I didn't know any better, I'd think you were worried about me. Jack shuts it down hard and uh, tells her, if I didn't know any better, I'd think you'd have trouble staying in one place for too long. Isn't this also where... I This scene was so funny to me. Uh Because then... Jack is also like, you really want to hang out with that weirdo who brings knives on planes, who checks Uh them on planes. 
in a perfectly legal way. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> not less than 24 hours ago, Jack, like you did not even care what Kate's criminal background and past was. So maybe <laughs> yeah. chill out a tiny bit. Yeah. Like that part just got me. I think you've mentioned it before where it's going to be like, characters have these arcs that don't or say things that don't really match up to what they've said just an episode ago and i feel like that was just like a perfect example of it because yeah i think jack and kate especially are going to be the prime uh the prime uh examples of that uh he's so moody this episode too i know jack's jack's a little baby Mm -hmm. he's a he's a little baby uh but we love him He correctly guesses that it's not about the boars, and she shows him the transceiver. She says, I'm a vegetarian. I think that is true of Evangeline Lilly, if I'm remembering that right. Uh, Seems like crashing on a deserted island is a bad place to be a vegetarian, though, I will say. I would be rethinking that lifestyle pretty early on. I I think within, like, an hour. Yeah, I think there's (laughs) there's probably a point where you're like, Oh, wow, everyone's been, like, catching fish and boar and eating that, and I'm on my 100th coconut. Mm -hmm. And it turns out humans uh, actually can get, like, advanced coconut disease when they do that, but we didn't know about it till now because nobody's had to. Michael is going to go as well, and he asks Son to watch Walt. Why? Why would he do that? That's insane. The two interactions Michael's had with Son up till this point are... He tries to talk to Jin and Sun while they're on the beach. Uh, Jin, they they can't communicate, and then Jin makes Sun button up her top button, and then walking in, in on her naked in the forest. Also, he knows that she can't speak English. Yeah, I mean, if I were him, just on the first two things alone, I would be avoiding her, like nobody's business. I'd be so embarrassed. Like, or maybe is it kind of like? He's trying to be like, no, this is, I'm a decent dad. I'm normal. Like, yeah, I don't, maybe. Like, he's trying to add some normalcy there or make it less weird. I don't know. Bad choice, though. The language barrier especially, like, there's yeah, he's a lot doing of other the, people. I'm going to talk slow and loud thing to make you understand, even though that, that works on nobody. Yeah, pretty painful. Yeah. yeah. Um, very awkward. Uh, son... Tries to talk to Walt, and Walt just goes, yeah, whatever. Which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But Walt is clearly bummed that his dad's just leaving him on the beach. Claire is putting together a scrapbook of the dead, I guess, of all the people who have who died in the plane crash. Um, she wants to have a funeral that Jack will lead. Uh, he declines, seems pretty down on the entire thing. Uh, and she decides to step up and do it. He's really, like, giving um, the vibe that he just does not want to be in charge anymore in that scene. Yeah, but isn't that so weird? Because he just made the decision that yeah. we are going to burn the bodies. So, right. like, he wants to be in charge. He just doesn't want to have to lead that kind of thing, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, but Claire decides to step up. And this is good. I mean, it's a bummer that the way that the episode goes... It's more about Jack's decision not to do it than Claire's decision to do right. it. Right. Yeah. Missed opportunity I, there. Yeah. Because, again, Claire is great, and the more we see of her, the better, I think. Mm-hmm. Boone is talking to Shannon about Rose. She's just been sitting out on the beach, staring off into the ocean. Shannon replies with, what's a four-letter word for I don't care? 
I don't, I can't find one. <laughs> I, no, I thought about it. Can't think of one. I'm lost. Need a clue. Yeah. Also, she's not doing a crossword. No. They're, they're, what is it, day five? It's, it's one month before Shannon even thinks about trying to do a crossword on that island. Mm-hmm. But they basically have a big argument where Shannon says that she's going to catch a fish and that's how she'll get food. Boone basically tells her, you can't do it, which is technically correct. Uh, he says the ocean won't take her gold card. Pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Little cutscene of uh, Locke, uh, Kate, and Michael finding a boar wallow. Uh, and then uh, Charlie is uh, trying to blast off on brown sugar. Yeah. Uh, not far enough away from the camp, I guess, because Shannon comes and finds him and asks him to go for a walk. Uh, we, it's really funny. Uh, him trying to explain, she says, hey, I want to ask you something. He goes, ah, yeah, I knew when this yeah. was coming up. And tries to talk about drive shaft. She fully shuts him down. She mm-hmm. cares even less than Locke did. Uh, good, that's funny. <laughs> um, she asks him if he can fish, and he wildly oversells how much he can fish uh, because he wants to impress her. This is the third woman that he's hit on. I guess he's already hit on Shannon at this point. But yeah, Charlie needs to calm down, I think. He wants an island girlfriend, like, a little too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, like, 40 other people on the island, too. You don't have to keep coming to the same three blondes, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie. Uh, we see somebody, real quick shot of somebody using a wheelchair to cart wood around. Uh, later, we will find out it's Locke's wheelchair. And we'd seen it previously seen when it Claire before. was using it. Yeah, yeah it, I, that was the callback that I was kind of thinking of where mm-hmm. we've seen that royal blue wheelchair quite a bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's great foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, Boone asks, asks uh, Jack to go talk to Rose and Jack says, well, why me? And Boone says, he's, you know, you're the one that saved her life, uh, which is... You know, it doesn't really mean... It feels like Boone could easily have been the person to go talk to her because that involves no technical ability. And if there's one thing we know about Boone, it's that he doesn't know how to do things. But I think in his mind, he does know how to do things. So oh, his sure. time is better spent. Yes. He's failing yeah. at doing those things. He, he's currently developing a system where he, like, is storing all the wood that they're gathering by throwing it in the ocean or something. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but Jack... Even though he hates being called to do anything, this episode goes over, uh, talks to Rose. She doesn't answer him. She just kind of stares off. He gives her water and a blanket. Doesn't, how cold is Rose? She's wearing she's wearing like a yeah. long sleeve shirt. She looks like just looking at her outfit. I'm like, if I was wearing that right now, I'd be so warm. On a tropical <laughs> island. Yeah, on a tropical Come island. On. It's like cloudy that day, I guess. But uh, <laughs> she doesn't need a blanket. He realizes she's not going to talk, so he just sits there with her. I I love these shots where they're doing this. You get, like, the sound of the waves crashing in. Uh, It's very nice and tranquil. There's no wreckage right there. Mm -hmm. We go back into the jungle. Kate is asking Michael how Walt is doing. And Michael, you know, talks about how he wasn't part of his life. Uh, They've been in Australia for a few years. And Michael had to come in to pick him up after his uh, mom passed away. Uh, and then he asked Kate why she was in Australia, but they get interrupted. I would love to have heard what she was going to answer yeah. with, what her cover story would have been. Um, I really hope that it's not 
I graduated college. Like, no, yeah. you did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You say because she doesn't seem like she could be college educated. <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> what I'm getting at is that she's, um, she doesn't look like she is, you know, 24. Is yeah. she? She can't uh, be. She's, no, she's like 27 or something like that. Okay. She's, Maybe she's I'm being a little 30, too tough on her. But I, yeah. Let's cut that up. Yeah. Clean that up in public. And Ev- Evangeline, I think you're very pretty, uh, <laughs> both in this first season of Lost and ever since. They get interrupted by uh, the boar. They, they've come across him. Locke directs Kate and Michael using hand signals. Let me ask you, would you have understood those hand signals? Um, I think I would have been too nervous because we're hunting a boar <laughs> with tiny little knives. So okay. I don't know. I think I would have folded <laughs> under pressure. Okay, fair. Mm-hmm. Do you um, think you, you know? No, no chance. Yeah. I'd never understand what people are doing when they're making motions with their hand. It's like a, a curse of mine. I truly... Uh, I would not have done what Michael did, which was, why are you, why are you giving us the signal for steel? And then, bam, <laughs> the, the boar attacks. Um, and Michael gets attacked in the leg. And everybody gets knocked back. Uh, Locke is staring at his foot again. We get a little recreation of the shot, only he's wearing a shoe this time. Uh, back in the flashback, Locke and his buddy, who isn't named in the episode, but the credits have him down as Warren, uh, they're playing Risk. Have you ever played Risk? No, I have not. Yeah, that game is kind of like Monopoly, where it's fun for 20 minutes, and it also lasts for four hours Mm -hmm. if you play it to the end of it. Uh, Randy comes in and interrupts. He is, um, he, you know, asks, what's the deal with all this military stuff? I looked at your file, you were never in the military. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you say that? Yeah, He's, I wonder if like Locke ran over his foot yeah. on the first day or something like that. Like, why Seriously. does Randy hate Locke so much? Locke seems like a sweetie. Mm-hmm. And then he asks about the walkabout, which he got off of Locke's desk. He's, um, yeah, really mean. He he says, like, he, I mean, he really starts to, like, hammer it home. Where he's like, yeah, why would you go on a walkabout? You can't do that. And obviously, we're meant to think of it as, like, everyone's underestimating Locke. But, of course, he can't do a walkabout Mm -hmm. he can't walk Mm -hmm. but that's an incredibly mean thing to say to one of your employees that's in a wheelchair uh but Locke explains it as going on a spirit uh journey of spiritual renewal uh so do you know about the what a walkabout is at all no not until this episode so based on wikipedia which uh is not necessarily always a great source for this kind of thing but it's like an aboriginal rite of passage essentially Mm. where they send young men out into the wilderness for like up to six months it said and then they come back um in the australian wilderness yes but that's an insane thing for Locke to want to do i mean it would be like if like an australian like came over to like the you know the northeast because they were going to go on a rumspringa (laughs) like it's not has nothing to do with you or your culture. Why are you going on a walkabout? Just go spend some time in the wilderness. You don't need a special group to do that. Um, right. And I mean, there, like, I'm sure that there are things very similar to that program, similar to that in the, the United States. Like, I don't get, like, why yeah. I, he's focusing in on Australia. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense in the context of we got to get him there for the show. Sure. But it, it is such a. 
It's such a funny. It's like, very extreme. Thing. Yes, and then uh, Locke's buddy asks if he has told Helen, and then Randy's like, "Oh, you're telling me you have a woman, Locke? Like, what? The, what are you Who is about? this guy? <laughs> yeah, Randy, go to hell. Yeah. He uh, he tells Locke that he can't do any of that, and Locke talks about Norman Croucher, a double amputee. Uh, in the show, they say that he climbed Everest. He did. That he's a real guy who did climb a lot of mountains. Uh, he did not ever climb Everest. Oh, okay. But um, pretty impressive. Very cool. I have both of my legs and uh, will not be climbing any of those mountains anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So good job, Norman Croucher. Uh, and he says, you know, why did he do all that? It's because it was his destiny. Uh, don't tell me what I can't do. Um, a thing that Locke will never say again. So back in the jungle, John is just kind of sitting there dazed. He's unresponsive. Kate is trying to deal with Michael, but is starting to get worried about him. And then he says, no, I'm all right. I'm all right, Helen. Um, Kate is really preoccupied with the fact that he called her Helen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He got the wind knocked out of him. Seems possible that he could have just mis- you know, misspoke or something like that. But Kate starts to take, or Locke basically tells Kate she has to take Michael back. And he starts going out after the boar again. She says he can't, and he says again, don't tell me what I can't do. So I guess he does end up saying that again. Her, we get a little uh, cutaway. Hurley and Charlie are fishing unsuccessfully. This is a cute scene. I liked uh, it. Yeah, insane to try and catch a fish in that way with a spear. Well, it's not going well. Yeah, I mean, they're not doing good, so I guess that's correct. Mm-hmm. I did think it's very funny how Hurley... Just doesn't swear. I guess he says damn it. And then he just says crap a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's on network TV. But uh, that also seems appropriate for Hurley. I can't remember his backstory. But mm-hmm. I really hope that he's from the Midwest. Is he? I don't he? remember where he's from. I think he's... I think... No. I can't remember. Well, we'll get there. We'll get um, there. That's my vote. It's a cute scene. Uh, Charlie and Hurley are both kind of the comic relief. So it's nice seeing them team up. Claire gives Saeed an envelope with a picture of a woman inside. He says, thanks. I didn't realize uh, this had survived the crash. Um, did you notice Saeed's nails in this? No, I didn't. They are disgusting. Are they really dirty? They're, they're, no, they're not dirty. They're just way too long. Oh. Like, they've only been crashed for like four days, so he was... he was. Ugh. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. So there's a picture of a woman inside. This is not a huge spoiler to say that, you know, whenever we get a Saeed episode, we will probably go into this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Originally, when the episode was shot, they did not have the actress cast. So it was, I don't know if it was just a different woman or if they just never showed the picture. I don't, that seems like it would be harder to convey what's going on. But uh, they, luckily they were able to, once they cast the actress, they were able to get the picture in for this episode. Did it air with no... No, this this is... It, it aired the way that it's okay. shown now. Gotcha. Um, it was just shot later, I think, or edited in. Okay, sure. Back on the beach, Rose finally starts talking to Jack. Talks about how uh, her husband Bernard's fingers swelled. And that's why she kept his ring. She tells Jack he doesn't have to keep your uh, his promise that he made to stay with her. Uh, he, she's letting him off the hook. And she says, oh, I like you, Jack. You've got a good way about you. That must be why he became a doctor. And he says, well, no, being a doctor was more of a family business. We get another flashback. Locke is uh, sitting in his bed talking to Helen on the phone. Uh, He talks about, oh, it was so great to finally tell Randy off. 
Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you think he actually did that? Is that something that happened off screen, or is that him trying to like brag to Helen? I think he was just bragging. Yeah, for it sure. I, I don't think that he told Randy off either. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty rough. He he invites her on the walkabout. He says, you know, oh, you know that walkabout I told you about. She says, oh, that's all you've been talking about for months. And he says, yeah, well, I got two tickets. Um, heartbreaking, heartbreaking. She is a phone sex operator. Yeah. Uh, says she can't go because he is a customer. Yeah, this is rough. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Um, his reaction to it, too, is, I don't know, made me uncomfortable. Like, why are you yes. getting mad at her? Like, she's just doing her job. Like, I, I didn't see it as him getting mad. I think I thought it was more of a, it, it's the realization of, like, oh, he really thought that he had, like, connected with her. Mm, sure. Um, which, that's what those things are meant for. Do these still exist? I can't imagine they do, right? I would be shocked. But yeah. it probably does somewhere. I don't know. I wonder what it would even... I mean, I feel like you can get so much of that stuff. I mean, because basically, if this happened now, this would be like an OnlyFans girl, right? Like, yeah. It wouldn't be... That's basically the same niche that's being filled by that, I guess, now. Um, so, <laughs> she recommends that he see a therapist, which is... Uh, Savage. That is a brutal thing to hear from the phone sex operator that mm-hmm. just declined to go with you on a trip. Uh, that she hangs up on him. So I sent you, just before this episode started recording, I sent you a clip to a commercial that Evangeline Lilly did in like the early 2000s, I think. Or maybe even late 90s of basically this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for With a 1-800 number. Uh, I don't know how they get the money out of you. I guess it's maybe you get a type in your credit card information or something. Um, It's very, very funny to watch. I I mean, what a gift that must be if you are the skeezy, like, you know, uh, phone sex company. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the actors that was in your commercial is on the biggest show on television. They probably, it was archived for sure or like something like that. And then they like brought it back in. The rounds. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to read to you. I found that clip on YouTube. I'd like to read to you just one of the comments that was on that that video. I think that oh, yes. just made me laugh. Yeah. I've uh, this is from Southern Burrito. Uh, he wrote this or she, but he wrote this three years ago. Uh, he said, "I've never called that. Called one of those, and never will." But the first time I saw this commercial, I was stunned by how beautiful she is. I was like, I love her. Then I got really irritated because there's no way of communicating with her. Stupid TV screen won't let me in. Ha ha. Now she's super famous, getting the kind of attention she deserves. Smiley face, much better. Um. <laughs> so when Evangeline Lily is murdered by a crazy yes. man, I think that's the first person to go and check out. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The fact that he found it, too, just so he could comment on it three years ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, that is very funny to, to be saying that about a 15-year-old commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, back in the jungle on their way back, uh, Kate stops Michael because uh, she needs to try out the antenna. And she climbs the tree to attach it. So apparently Evangeline Lilly is like a absolute little monkey. She loves to climb things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so she they like noticed that and so they wrote it into the show oh really um yes so like she you'll notice there's a few more times where she will be climbing stuff it makes me nervous to watch she does not have a harness on or anything like that like <laughs> she's just climbing those trees does she Clearly do she's like good at them. rock climbing or she just climbs random stuff I think it was just, like, in between takes or whenever she was waiting on set, they'd find her just climbing trees. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe she does. But, uh, yeah, makes me uh, makes me nervous to watch. Although she's obviously fine now. She goes up to try and uh, attach the antenna up there, and the monster you know, roars off in the jungle, and she drops it on accident, uh, and she realizes it's going right towards wherever Locke was headed. Mm-hmm. We see Locke's reaction as he presumably sees the monster. And we get a whole bunch of noises, but I, did you? so did you notice the ticker tape sound? Like, I the, did basically not. the exact no. same sound as his little receipt printer on the, uh, on the flashback uh, when he's at his desk. Yeah, so that'll be, I'm sure that'll come up later. Mm-hmm. Back on the beach, Sawyer gives Claire some wallets that he, you know, stole out of the fuselage. It's, a, it's cute. He just hands them to her. Uh, Walt asks Son about the plants that she's gathering, and she shows him how it's toothpaste. Also cute. Michael and Kate return, and uh, I like this. Walt seems like he's, you know, gen- genuinely worried about Michael and excited to hear about the hunt. Like, it seems like he has a little bit more respect for him. Yeah. Shannon and Boone start talking, and then Charlie comes up to give Shannon... The fish. Just a very weird dynamic between the two of them. Yeah. So supposedly, well not supposedly, there was a deleted scene, or cut scene I suppose, it wasn't ever filmed I don't think. A gin was supposed to be the one that ended up catching the fish for Charlie and Hurley. Mmm, that would make more sense. It makes more sense, because I do not believe that Charlie ever actually caught that fish. No. It's a good looking fish though. Mm-hmm. So, Boone and Shannon argue off into the distance and Charlie realizes he got played. I think fair enough. He deserved that. Yeah. I do think it is kind of funny, like, the circle of manipulation. Like, Shannon is manipulating Charlie. Charlie is manipulating Hurley. It sounds like they, he probably went to Jin, too. Um, So it's just funny, that dynamic. Back on, uh, with uh, Jack and Rose on the beach. Oh, that's kind of funny. That's the Titanic, right? Isn't that Jack and Rose? Isn't that their names? Yeah. Or am I misremembering? Huh. Well, maybe these two will have an epic love story over the course of the show. Mm-hmm. Jack is telling Rose about the funeral service that they're going to be doing, and she says she'd like to be there for it, and Jack says, okay, perfect, maybe you can talk about your husband. And she says, no, Bernard's not dead. And Jack says, well, everyone in the tail section was gone. Uh, he's gone. And she says, oh, well, they're probably thinking the same thing about us. I just love she just has... Uh, just this absolute, like, unwavering faith that her husband's still out there. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like, based on what we've seen of how that plane ended up, it literally tore apart in the sky. So he's probably toast, but good for her for not giving up. Her scenes in this episode were very touching. She's excellent. Mm-hmm. I love So it's L. Scott Codwell is the name of the woman uh, that plays Rose. She's great. I wish she was in more stuff, like... Or more, just even more scenes on this show. I feel like she's used so sparingly. So maybe that's why she's so great. But uh, great character. I love Rose. While they're talking, Jack sees a guy in a suit just kind of off in the distance. Um, and then he looks away for a second and uh, he's gone when Jack looks back. Yeah, that scene was very creepy. Mm-hmm. So Saeed 
is mad about the radio because Kate, you know, tells him, hey, uh, accidentally dropped it, sorry. Uh, he's clearly frustrated because he has no tools or anything to actually do all this stuff with. Uh, but Jack comes in and interrupts, checks in on Kate. He's re- really familiar with her face. Mm-hmm. Like, he sees that she's scraped up and immediately just comes in and, like, kind of does the, like, the mother thing of, like, looking at the the scrape. I guess he's a doctor, so it makes sense. Uh, but Kate says, hey, Locke didn't make it. He got eaten by that thing, which is a fair assumption to make on her part, I think. While they're talking, Jack sees the guy in the suit again, and this time he runs after him. They go through some trees that it looked like the guy went into. Uh, they don't find him. Instead, they find Locke dragging a boar back. Mm-hmm. Covered in blood. Yeah. Um, it's gross. Have you... Uh, you said you've never gone boar hunting, right? <laughs> I have not gone boar hunting. Okay. Yeah, don't know a ton about them. Have you? So I've never gone boar hunting. I have gone javelina hunting. Sure. So javelina... If uh, if you don't know, or if our listeners don't know, they're basically like a they're like a two hundred and fifty pound rat. I would say <laughs> with like a surly disposition, mm-hmm. centaur like tusks, and they want nothing more than to eviscerate uh, anything that comes near. Is what I would say about the javelina. Um, kind of like I have. There. Oh my god! Just like my ex-wife. <laughs> I have gone hunting a number of times. I've never killed anything when I went hunting. Uh, I don't know if that's because I'm a bad hunter. I never even, like, got a chance to take a shot, really, at anything I went hunting. What were you hunting? Um, we went deer hunting once, elk hunting once, and then I went on this javelina hunt, but I was not hunting anything. I was just along for the ride. Mm. Uh, uh, but my, uh, my dad killed the, the javelina. Um, I had to be the one to drag it back, though, to camp from where we killed it. I don't know how far away that was, but it was a decent decent little trek uh it's hard good job lock that's what i say yeah we've got the funeral happening now it's nighttime there's the you know big bonfire of the fuselage uh claire is reading off the names of the dead uh, as best as she can uh, just whatever little details that they've got um, i love she- that she mentions one of them had an overdue charge for willy wonka <laughs> yeah for their uh yeah that's great mm-hmm which one do you think that was? Was that the Johnny Depp one or the uh, the original Gene Wilder? I like to think it was the original. Had to have been, right? Yeah, that wasn't out yet. Was it? it was two thousand four? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thank Thank God. Is that the? I think I'd be okay if Willy Wonka was the last movie I saw before I died. I don't know how I'd feel about that. <laughs> yeah, but, I want it to be Speed Racer. Yeah, that's a good one. I'd like to die just as he crashes crosses the finish line mm-hmm. so charlie uh finally gets a chance to uh go get high in the corner and then comes and joins everyone uh jack doesn't attend he sits off by himself uh stares off into the dark water michael and Locke kind of talk while the uh the funeral's going on uh he says you know tells Locke a nice job and uh asks if he saw the monster but Locke says he didn't see it Although, he definitely did. Mm-hmm. They made eye contact, for sure. For sure. Yeah. If it has eyes, and we don't know if it does. Or maybe it has a lot of eyes. We also don't know that. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we get our final flashback for the episode. Uh, Locke is sitting in the office of the walkabout. He's not being allowed on. 
he neglected to tell them about their con- about his condition. Uh, and you're slowly starting to get it. Uh, that's right, he's in a wheelchair. Oh my god, big mm-hmm. reveal. The guy says, look, you can't go on this, sorry. Uh, we'll give you a flight back to Sydney on our dime. More than fair. Mm-hmm. It's insane that Locke thought he would be able to do that. Yeah. For Just for liability reasons alone, of course they're not going to let you go on. Come on, dude. Right. Locke starts shouting, don't tell me what I can't do. This is supposed to be my destiny. But it's not. Turns out his destiny is crash landing on an island and regaining the use of his legs. Mm-hmm. I would say he made out pretty good there. And then we get a little cutscene back to the crash of Locke standing up for the first time. Uh, this is great. The The score that's happening uh, while we're getting this, fantastic. I love this. It was such a good scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut back to present and... The wheelchair is kind of like sitting in front of the fire as it's going on. Mm-hmm. And Locke sees it and smiles. And then, bam, lost. So good. Yeah, that's episode four. Such a good episode. So I, we should talk about the score. I haven't really brought it up. The score in Lost is incredible. I would, maybe this is corny to say, I would kind of say it's like a character itself. Like it just adds mm-hmm. so much to the show. Um, it's but, very dynamic. It's very moody. It, yeah. Yeah. It sets the tone. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. So um, the music on the show, all the non, you know, uh, non Hurley's headphones music is uh, Michael Giacchino, I think is how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. So he did, he's done a lot of stuff. Um, I, he's done a lot of, like he did like the Star Wars uh, Rogue One oh, or okay. the Jurassic Park. So he'll do these things. He's really good at finding a score that like is already made. So like the Star Wars or he did the Speed Racer score. Mm. Um, and he he's really good at like, you know, kind of remixing or, or recontextualizing other people's themes. But he also does great stuff. He did... Did you see that new... The newest Robert Pattinson Batman? Yes, we just saw that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, he did the score for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, which that has, I think, a fantastic soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's... It's great that he has been getting some consistent work. Mm-hmm. Did he do stuff before Lost, or was this kind of his big break? I think he had done stuff before Lost. He's worked with J.J. Abrams a bit. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Real quick. I think was the was the Incredibles before Lost. I think it was. He did the music for the Incredibles, which that's a great score. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he's great. Um, I'm sure we'll bring up the music again because just truly, it's so cinematic and great. I really love it. It adds so much to the show. It really does. Yeah, I agree. Just to close out the episode here, we've got some Sawyer nicknames. Uh, only two. Both are. Offensive, of course. He calls Hurley Pork Pie. Um, and he calls Boone Metro. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. Remember when Metrosexuals was like a thing? I... It, it unlocked a memory for me. Sure. <laughs> in culture. Yeah. Yeah. I... Wow, what and a it's just time. guys who take baths. Yeah. That's like all it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... That said, Boone does have the rosiest little cheeks that he ever did see. So mm-hmm. I think if anyone on the island deserves to be called Metro, it is him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's episode four, Walkabout. Great episode. 
I think it's uh, it's it's up there. Um, I wanted to start reading reviews of the episodes or like little snippets of reviews, uh, like that came out at the time. I I looked up the ones that came up around this episode. It's pretty. I, they're basically just all talking about how great it is. Like sure. I really could not find anything like negative uh, or even really all that interesting besides just talking about how good they liked. You know how good they thought everything was. Mm-hmm. It yeah, it's a really good one. I I love that we get to see more of Locke. Mm-hmm. There's more context behind his character. Yes, I love that. Um, so not this day in history, but this week on October 10th, uh, this episode aired on the 13th. On October, Christopher Reeve passed away. So sad. Yeah. Have you watched many of his movies? No, I just, he's such an iconic actor. I know that he, he was Superman, right? He was like the first Superman. Yes. Yeah, yeah he was. I know he was um, just beloved. You know, yeah. it's always sad I mean, when you lose a, a superhero. That movie is great. Um, I don't know if you've watched it. It's, uh, he's truly the perfect Superman and, uh. Gene Hackman plays Lex Luthor, which is super mm-hmm. fun, mm-hmm. and he really goes all out. I've always thought, I don't know, it just, that movie, it, the I, the poster for it, I think, is so great. It says, uh, the the tagline on it is, you'll believe a man can fly, which, I don't know, it's it's just a really heartwarming movie. Um, I also love Somewhere in Time that he did. It's with Jane Seymour. Oh, I haven't that's seen a, that. That's a really fun movie. It's like a time travel movie where he goes back in time because he basically gets really horny for a picture of a beautiful woman he saw. Oh, sure. And but and then they go back in time and have this great romance. It's it's really it's a sweet movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sad. I it's it's wild to think about. I mean, like it's one of those things that feels like it would be a little bit on the nose if it was written in a, you know, TV show or whatever, but that the actor for Superman uh ended up getting paralyzed. Yeah. Uh, it I, I guess it's ironic, I don't know, but it's very sad. His whole story is just so tragic. Yeah, because he seemed like a sweetheart. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a bunch of stuff where he, I mean, just reading through some stuff about him, like he had all these opportunities while he was going to college and to, to become an actor. Like people loved him and thought he was so charismatic and they wanted to cast him and stuff. And he would continuously refuse because... He told his mom that he would finish college. Mm. Like, that's just like... I, he just seemed like a sweet guy. Um, that's exactly what Clark Kent would have done. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. That's such a such a, uh, a Kansas thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a great uh, great thing to think about at the end of the episode. Uh, <sighs> tragic death. But uh, that'll finish up this episode, I think. Uh, any other thoughts, Emma? Any... Here's another question that came to mind as I was watching this, especially the knife-throwing scene. Okay. Um, Could Lost be an anime? Could Lost be an anime? Okay, let me answer that for you. Yes, 100% Lost is... I mean, we already had the truly egregious, like, uh, 30 seconds longer than it needed to be seen of Michael walking in on Sun. Last right. That's yeah. Like pure, pure anime stuff. Um, it would really have only been more anime if she'd had like soap bubbles covering mm-hmm. up her nipples. But that's it. <laughs> like, 
Yes, absolutely. God, that scene is so corny. The the knife throwing. I just love it so much. It's it's very very funny and good. If that had been me, I would have been over with my butterfly knife, mm-hmm. just like doing tricks and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can't throw this at Sawyer, but... But check this out. <laughs> yeah, check this out. <laughs> also, I can't help with that bullet. This knife will not work for that. It's a practice knife, so I don't cut myself. Uh, but you love it, and that's why you you just gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, uh, next week we'll be doing Season 1, Episode 5, White Rabbit. Ooh. Uh, Alice in Wonderland reference, maybe? The, the Matrix? Matrix reference? Yeah, yeah maybe. Is, is White Rabbit, that's a slang for cocaine, right? Am I wrong about that? So maybe, You're probably maybe Charlie's right. got some more stuff. Yeah. yeah. So until next week, uh, please rate, review, subscribe, like, comment, share, screenshot. And uh, you can follow us at Twitter, at AllTheBestPods. Until then, get lost. Get lost. Get lost. <laughs>